Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Clipping Points. Uh, my name is Sean, and... I'm Andrew Ori. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Charlie is not here. He is hanging out with some family today, so it's just the two of us. But uh, we don't like Charlie anyways. Go away, Charlie. Okay. He's alright sometimes. We love you, boy. Uh, anyway, so we apologize. A couple weeks ago, uh, we were all a little bit busy. We are unable to record, but we hope you enjoyed our little bonus episode last week. Um... So what did we miss? A couple weeks ago, we had uh, Pro-Am round one. It uh, was a pretty crazy round. Uh, rain showed up. One cloud specifically just showed up, went right over the track. It hung uh, out for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, downpour just screwed a lot of people up. Um, there were a lot of drivers, and so they couldn't they couldn't afford the time for a sight lap. <laughs> Luckily, it turned out that uh, even though the action kind of slowed down toward the end of the runs... The first couple of big corners, like the, the obviously coming off the bank, and then the first couple of like touch and go areas, um, so were super hairy for a lot of people. In the rain, all of a sudden, people were flying off the course and couldn't uh, couldn't get that first transition back. And like they would set into the bank and then try to as soon as they tried to come off, it'd spin. Yeah. So I, that was uh, that kept things kind of interesting, even though things slowed down. It was still really hyped up because a lot of people were oohing and aahing when people flew oh, off yeah. the track <laughs> yeah the spectators it was great uh i think kevin walsh was i think the first one to go over the bank no i think the 300 uh, zx went first did he go over it first? okay uh no no because kevin's bumper was still over there on the five eights when he went mm. uh so he was the first one then there was the 300 uh i don't know who drives that 300 but i know quentin deddy was really close uh he popped that car up so uh, it was a good save. He did spin out, but at least he didn't go over. Yeah, it just grabbed one of his rear tires and spun too much. Yeah, but uh, quick congratulations to the, the guys that podiumed. Uh, we got, uh, was it Tyler Campbell uh, got first place, uh, Zach Farrar second, and Tyler Mayer third. So congratulations, guys. Uh, obviously, Tyler Campbell, he, he's a beast driving that uh, just UZ-powered 8.6. And yeah. just you know, mopped the floor with people. So. It worked. It, it. I mean, um, it was it was good and entertaining. But you can definitely see him get more comfortable throughout the day. Uh, early on, I could see him making a lot of adjustments, a lot of handbrake pulling, and a lot of you know, fighting bees and stuff inside the car. <laughs> um, but uh, toward the end of the day, though, the the runs were really close. I mean, the runs with Zach were just bananas. Oh yeah, no him and him and Zach. Though that was a good. It was a good lineup like man uh yeah it was really exciting a couple of contacts a couple of spins and a couple of near like close calls that were all super exciting it was a really cool event yeah so uh unfortunately i mean that event was was two weeks ago um so i think last last weekend was grassroots round one um mm-hmm. i know you were uh you were unable to make it because you had to work on your car yeah and real quick um i mean this is kind of a side point but um for media people, I instantly, as soon as I knew that I wasn't going to be able to make it, I got in touch with Kevin and told him that. I was like, hey, I, I understand that you guys just let out you know, the approval list and everything, but I can't make it. Can you please remove me from that list and give the spot to somebody else? And yeah, um, that is a good point. Uh, something to bring up, I guess. Uh, so if you can't make it, don't just not show. Yeah, try, starting, try to say something. That's a good way not to get invited next time. Starting, I believe, with Pro-Am round one. New, uh, new rules. There's new rules for media, so... Uh, they are now doing a uh, basically event by event setup where you have to apply for each event. It's no longer a season long thing. Um, so as soon as the event 
page gets posted up, uh, Kevin said he's going to be opening the um, signups. So make sure you sign up if you're media, if you want in. Um, I think, and it, is it, how early does he do it? I think he was saying on this last one, he was going to do it a week before, like the Monday before. Oh, that doesn't give you a whole lot of time, but no, no, he was, uh, he's putting the event page up on Facebook and putting the thing online, but he's giving you a week notice mm. of when you're approved. Right. So, you know, that's still a week. You have a week, you know, you're, you're notified a week before you know, grassroots was a bit of a pain because there was an event in Spokane and they didn't let us know until like, I think Friday. <laughs> um, but he's going to work on making that better. But yeah, you, you got to make sure. And again, like what you did was perfect. You let him know as soon as you were unable to make it. Um, and I didn't even see the approval email until after I said it. So I told him at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock, middle of the day. But then I got on my phone and was like, oh, at 9 a.m. he approved me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I didn't get my approval until almost 1 or 2.30 in the afternoon on Friday. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's perfect. Like, you you need to let him know. I may, I Maybe I got your spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it, that's that's what we need to do. So, media, make sure you're, uh, you're checking in. Because I do know that they said uh, if you're shooting for a driver for Pro-Am, um, talk to Kevin. He might be able to get you in. Um, yeah, even if the listing is full. Um, I mean, I don't know per se that if it's full, he'll let you in. But um, he definitely he definitely made a point to mention on the side, if you're shooting for a team, come let me know. Yeah, uh, but he did say for grassroots, that's not a thing. For grassroots, yeah. you have to sign up, and that, yeah. that does suck. Um, so that does lead into the next part for grassroots. Um, it was great. I was able to make it. I actually got the opportunity, obviously, with our... Uh, podcast last week uh, I am shooting for Aaron Anksfeld of uh, Driven Specifications this season um, good group of guys they do they do a lot of really good work and it's pretty cool to see their cars come out and be some of the best ones yeah Joe Joe Lynn got uh, first place and his it, car looks insane yeah uh, his car looks insane Pro-Am Pro-Am last year he was first so he's a Pro 2 driver this year he's taken the year off to build the car he's still been doing events like he did Pro-Am round 1 actually in Aaron's car <laughs> um, but yeah I mean he's got I think they're building an E46 for him is what he said um, you know and then he's got his old S chassis um, which is just phenomenal I love seeing that thing uh, but then also the other member of that team is Travis Christensen mm-hmm. um and he, he doesn't really do competition, seeing, but he's seeing more of them. Yeah, he's been around a little bit more uh, lately. He's got a 2JZ-powered RX-7 um, and an FC RX-7, and that thing is nuts. Uh, like I talked about in last in the podcast with Aaron um, last week was Travis got me into, you know, out to the track and everything. I remember that car back when it was just red with these, like, uh, fluorescent green wheels there's a picture somewhere on my facebook of me standing next to it and uh like i love that thing and those guys you know so i've kind of seen these guys go from being nothing to then working with with uh, team destroy then they branched off because they're kind of doing like a manufacturing thing they sell parts they Mm -hmm. make and sell parts and they're great um so it's cool to work with them this year um yeah i think they just released an article that i shared on facebook about uh some Jay-Z parts that they're fabricating now. Like, when, when is it time to replace these with a billet piece? Oh, got it. I didn't... I saw that. I haven't... It's on my save list. I haven't watched or uh, looked at it yet, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Grassroots, I got to shoot for Aaron. Uh, a few struggles with a new camera setup, but uh, hopefully that should be fixed by the next round. Um, 
Yeah, and kind of what we were talking about off mic um, was uh, was that we were thinking about putting together some sort of packaging idea for for some of these events. Um, not really sure. We don't have a an, a set path that we're trying to go down with this in, but just talking a little while a little bit ago, I kind of thought to myself, we can plan to make these larger coverage style um, videos for the bigger events like Pro-Am and DriftCon and After Dark and all that stuff. But for grassroots, maybe it's more beneficial for the drivers instead of sitting there all day and killing ourselves to get, not to be rude to anyone, but mediocre footage. Um, we can probably use grassroots as a moment to grow the drivers that are ready to step up to the next level. The, the guys that are ready at grassroots to maybe go to Pro-Am or they think they have contention in grassroots to maybe win it. Um, we should be focusing on pushing those few guys to get program coverage, like just more quality coverage of those guys. So, Well, yeah, I mean, one of the things with shooting for a driver is, you know, we're, we're trying to help them with sponsors. Um, yeah, it's one thing for the, so they can have their own photos, but it's also giving them coverage to provide for the sponsors and to help promote their sponsors. And so, you know, in from pro-am to grassroots it's a whole different thing when you're in pro-am and you're doing that you need very specific things you usually there's a lot of guys that already have a few sponsors um you have a few people that are looking at sponsors grassroots 80 percent of them are again they're just out there to have fun they don't care they're they're broke they just barely have enough money to get into the competition they just want to drive and have fun but you do have those select few who are running it and again like you said they're they're ready to bump up, and if we can get them some sort of coverage, whether it's some short videos, because maybe we don't have enough footage to do a long one, but we can get them some some decent short clips, some good photos, um, you know, we can create cool little things for them, and then, you know, maybe help bump them up into that, that Pro-Am level. And then for the Pro-Am guys, you were saying earlier, again, off mic, but we were, we were talking about creating a package for them. Uh, basically for guys trying to get sponsorships or that maybe have sponsorships that they need to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and the photos that are in that set would be of a different quality. Like, obviously high quality is as far as the image itself, but the composition and what we're shooting will probably change in if we were to do this sort of package thing that's sponsorship-oriented. We would probably focus more on the finer details, focus more on shooting you, putting the car together, or on any sort of modified parts or anything like that that can make your program stand out a little bit and, and help so that it's not just a stock photo of your car at a quarter angle, you know, yeah. from 10 feet away. Well, yeah, and if, like, if you're looking at a, a tire sponsor, you know, and either you have one or you're trying to get one, you run their tires all the time, we can make sure we get some really cool shots of, you know, you changing their tire out and the close-ups more of, like, the logo on the tire or if you have a sponsor already and their their stickers are on your car, you can make sure we accentuate that logo and really push that. And you know, it, it is it's a different it's a different thing we're focusing on. Rather than, than the whole car, we can focus on certain points. Um, yeah, just kinda... professionalism. Um, I mean, we definitely take pictures of drivers suiting up or on the line looking at each other and slapping their visors down and all that stuff, but. Um, in this sort of sense, we would probably be a lot closer. I mean, when we do that, when we shoot these kind of photos, we're usually not right in their face. 
Um, if somebody's getting this sort of coverage from us, it's a lot easier for us to get a lot closer and get more in-depth, professional-looking stuff that'll show you with, you know, fireproof gloves on, with a visor and everything on your helmet that looks all professionally done up. Maybe you have a livery on your helmet too, or you've got in-car comms, or you have a radio or something like that. We can take pictures of the things that really make these uh, these drivers look serious, like look the part. There's, it's really not that expensive to get a decent comm system bolt it up to the car. I mean, you don't have to bolt it in or install it. The, the Dirtfish guys zip tie the comm system to the top of the roll bar and like the, the the top of the front of the halo. Yeah, I mean, uh they just air... zip tie it on and it works just fine. So that's a definite option for a lot of guys. It's relatively cheap and makes you look very very serious. And you can com- communicate with your pit with any spotters or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, uh Aaron had um obviously a box they fabricated, mm-hmm. um, like welded to his, I think it was welded, welded or bolted or something to mm-hmm. his trans tunnel. And they had, uh, you know, one of the very professional walkie talkies and stuff stuck in there, the cord that then he's got a, a mic built into his mic. So it plugged right in there. Right. And then of course, you know, it's got the plug. So if he has to get out of the car quickly, it just unlatches or like unhooks itself, but it's a nice little setup. And obviously they designed that box. You could, you could make a crappier looking box for really cheap and do something similar and still have it work. Like there's a lot of options there, but like you were saying, like that is a cool thing. You can do photos. One of my favorite photos I have actually from grassroots. I did this really cool shot, um, of Aaron. Like I sat on the passenger side shot through the window of Aaron and, uh, and Joe, Joe was kind of, I think pepping him up. Mm. Um, I'm trying to find it so I can show you, mm-hmm. but it's it's a really good shot. It's kind of what you're talking about, where you're making these look really professional. Um, and I'm just focusing on team oriented stuff too. So if you've got if you've got guys that are helping you as soon as you arrive, pull things off the trailer and get things done. Like I don't know, just showing up and seeing like Ben White put put his car together and putting those fenders on and stuff, and having other people working with him is really cool. So we can also um, accentuate the fact that you might have a team-oriented thing or you might be a solo person that's just out there on the weekends doing well enough to be one of the names that's at the top. But, um, yeah, that this is all just sort of planning, early planning stages. But, um, yeah, things, things that will make your program look more professional are things that we're going to want to make stand out. So as people are building their program, they can kind of keep that in mind. So things like... Having a having like a fire extinguisher or a fire suppression system bolted up and ready in the car would be really helpful. <laughs> and I mean, me. it, so I finally got this picture pulled up. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, like, I th- it's a good shot. Um, I kind of figure it, you've obviously got the logo of his seat. It's got the logos of his helmet. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a pretty good picture of Joe in there. Is Joe wearing one of the company shirts? Uh, I believe that's a feel suspension shirt, which is oh, okay. who. Uh, I, Just looks similar to Real Street. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think it's feel. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it might be real. Anyway. Uh, but regardless, like it's a it's a good shot of them. Um, but we did kind of talk about like potentially having like a checklist or something for these guys. Um, you know, we can kind of create this. This is what we can provide. What are you looking for? Because not everyone's going to be looking for all of this stuff. And if they need something specific, you know, we could even have this list and have an empty area for if they need something that's not on the list. Or and, um, or give people the option to uh, give people an option to tell us what they're specifically going for. Like if you already have sponsors and you're not going for a general 
sponsor me type package, then um, maybe you can tell us you're looking for a tire sponsor and we can focus on things that are related to that, like maybe closer shots of you in drift with the tire as the focal point or with things in motion, like a motion shot, but of the rear quarter of the car smoking the hell out of a tire and the rear of the car covered in smoke. Like Things like that could help just show you have a need for tires, you're going to use them well, you're out there shredding and stuff like that. Now, unfortunately, at this point in the podcast, our power cord for the brand new audio interface got disconnected, and we actually lost the rest of the podcast, which was roughly 40 minutes of audio that we lost. Um, Now, I don't want you guys to worry too much, because we will be recording again this weekend, which should be May 19th. We will be out at Evergreen Speedway for Open Drift. Uh, I know Andrew and I are going. I think we're going to try and convince Charlie to get out there. Uh, It is Andrew's birthday, so if you see us out there, make sure you come and say hi. Give him a high five. Um, My birthday is on the 23rd, so, you know, give me a thumbs up and early birthday, hey. Um, Now, one of the things that did get lost in the podcast that we wanted to make sure kind of got brought up is uh, Facebook. Uh, Obviously, we have a Facebook page. Um, We have quite a few people that are uh, liking the page, which is fantastic. But uh, we're trying to get a little bit more, uh, I guess, user interaction. So if you listen to a podcast and there's anything, you have any sort of input or anything like that, please feel free to comment on the, uh, the podcast. Usually we create a Uh, post for the most recent podcast being posted so uh, go ahead and comment on there leave us uh, a comment uh, maybe some a suggestion anything we would love that Uh, we are very good at getting back to people and uh, one of the things that Andrew had mentioned is the fact that if we do not get back to you it's not because we ignored you or anything like that Uh, the way that the new Facebook Uh, app works on the phones the pages are a lot harder to navigate and so sometimes we're not seeing things other times we're getting notifications two days after so if you don't hear from us within like 24 hours send us a message uh comment again we do not care we we want to make sure we get a hold of you so other than that um you know, make sure that you're liking the Facebook page, subscribe to the podcast for future updates. And again, I apologize that this is so short, uh, you know, just a, an error there. And uh, hopefully we'll make sure this never happens again. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, hopefully we will uh, be back next week.